Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Another one of my predictions gone horribly wrong, but it's all for the good reasons. The New Jersey Devils were able to get a 3-2 victory over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Scott Wedgwood stepped up his game big time. The offense stepped up for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, is it time to, you know, get maybe a little bit more optimistic about them? Are they starting to get their footing underneath them? Well, let's break it all down in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for the Hockey Writers, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 2.30 a.m. Eastern Time, March 19th, 2021 at the time of this recording. Yep, it's another late night session for good old Trey Matthews because I got behind in my work. And as procrastination tells you, you should never wait until the last minute to do your assignment. So yeah, I got a little behind in my work, but don't worry. I'm all caught up and I'm ready to give you guys the latest and greatest information on the New Jersey Devils. And guys, my prediction was once again wrong because I projected the Devils to completely drop the puck in this series against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but they're already off to a pretty decent start as they took this game against them in the first of three that they will play against the Pittsburgh Penguins. And remember, this is the first time that we saw the Penguins this year. So, and as you remember, we had to cancel our first meeting against them due to our COVID outbreak and our two-week suspension because of that. So I talked a lot about that in the last episode. So if you hadn't checked out that episode, please give it a listen because I talked about where the struggles for the New Jersey Devils originated from, and I believe it just came from that. But overall for the New Jersey Devils, Coming out with a win against the Pittsburgh Penguins proved me wrong because guess what? Guys, this is another prediction that I have gotten wrong. I am horrible with predictions, but in this case, I am so glad that I was wrong because in the last episode, I said that the New Jersey Devils would be lucky to get maybe one point out of the series, as in it would go to OT, shootout, whatever the case might be. I just said to the New Jersey Devils, just get one point, and lo and behold, they got two points on the first night by getting this win, and there's a lot to discuss. There's a lot of x-factors that we need to discuss but before we uh get into that let's start off the show like i do every show uh when i'm doing a post-game recap let's look at the standings out east for the nhl so the capitals are atop of the division at 19 6 and 4 with 42 points then come the islanders at 19 8 and 4 with 42 points as well the penguins are 18 11 and 1 and have 37 points the bruins are 16 8 and 4 with 36 points the flyers are 15 10 and 3 with 33 points the rangers are 12 12 and 4 with 28 points Right behind them are the good guys, the New Jersey Devils. We are 10-13-4 with 24 points. And then at last are the Lowly Sabres at 6-19-4 with 16 points. So, guys, we are starting to creep in on the New York Rangers a little bit. Remember what I said a few episodes ago saying that the Rangers are certainly not out, but they are down by a lot. A lot of people thought that the Rangers would do much better than uh, what they're doing right now. But overall, it's just been a down year for them. 
Uh, obviously, Lafreniere hasn't been working out so far, but like I said, you know, we said the same thing about Jack Hughes, and that's another person we need to talk about in this episode. Jack Hughes gets another goal this game. He is fantastic. So, interesting fact about Jack Hughes' goal, he actually tied the amount of goals that he had last season in 60-something games, and guess what, guys? In a shortened year, and we're not even, uh, I'd say, 75% done with the season, he's already matched that. So, Jack Hughes is already a star and he's already proving just how great he could potentially be. And this is great leadership. This is great determination. And overall, I just think uh, Lindy Ruff has something to do with that. And, you know, I'll admit when I'm wrong and Lindy Ruff so far, no matter what you guys say, uh, I know this season has been a little bit disappointing for the New Jersey Devils, but overall, I think Lindy Ruff is really getting the best that he could get out of this team because, guys, here's another interesting fact. We actually lead the NHL for most rookie goals. So, remember, Quokinen has a goal. Ty Smith has a goal. Like, we have all these young guys, and, you know, just the fact that we're able to get that kind of production for them really says something because I couldn't be more proud of the Devils in this game. Really, I, I I couldn't be any more proud. They proved me wrong. They proved uh, pretty much everyone wrong. And this was an upset because I just read you guys the standings. The Penguins right now are projected to be in the playoffs. And right now, it's going to be a dogfight between them, the Bruins, and the Flyers. But speaking of the Flyers, uh, you know, a couple days ago, they kind of lost 9 to nothing, which was uh, just absolute embarrassment because the Flyers, oh, jeez. I, 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 if the Devils lost nine to nothing, I don't know what I would do. This would be like a sixty-minute episode. But overall, for the New Jersey Devils, coming out victorious by a score of three to two. But first, let's talk about the pregame because there was some breaking news coming from Amanda Stein. So apparently, Mackenzie Blackwood was originally supposed to get the start at netminder for the New Jersey Devils. However, during warmups, he suffered some sort of upper body injury, and Scott Wedgwood at the last possible minute had to be subbed in for him before Mackenzie Blackwood could even take the rank for period number one. So Scott Wedgwood, this is the second time this year that Mackenzie Blackwood has gone down unexpectedly and Scott Wedgwood had come up clutch for us. So to give you guys some reference, remember uh, Scott Wedgwood's season debut this year against the New York Islanders? Well, that game was an unexpected turn for him because he didn't expect to get the start in that game because apparently uh, it was revealed that Mackenzie Blackwood had to go onto the COVID protocol list. And obviously when stuff like that happens, it just happens so fast. It's unexpectedly. And you know what? Scott Wedgwood said in an interview that he was not prepared to be the starting netminder that game. However, he was prepared to become, you know, the backup starting netminder because, you know, he knew it would happen sooner rather than later because obviously we didn't have Corey Crawford due to retirement and Aaron Dell uh, still wasn't officially a part of our roster due to him having to go through the COVID procedures coming from Canada. So Scott Wedgwood did relatively well that game against the Islanders. Yes, they lost, but you know what? I've talked enough about that. If you're uh, listening to this show religiously, you know how I feel about that Islanders game in which Scott Wedgwood got the nod at Netminder. I felt like it wasn't really his fault, but anyway, the very next game, he got a shutout. So Scott Wedgwood actually took a step back this game. What do I mean by that? Well, this is the first time this year that Scott Wedgwood has won a game but not gotten a shutout. So, yeah, I got jokes, all right? So, Scott Wedgwood, what more can I say? He really uh, answered the call of duty. He really stepped up for us when we needed him. 
and uh, Scott Wedgwood, uh, we need to put more respect on his name. In fact, I'm hearing a lot of people give him the nickname Wedgie, so I guess I'll call him Wedgie for the rest of this episode. So Wedgie just did so well for us, and honestly, he solidified himself as our backup netminder. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you didn't know now, now you know. So he's the backup netminder to Mackenzie Blackwood, and Aaron Dell has now moved down to third string. So uh, Scott Wedgwood faced 42 shots this game, and he saved 40 of them, and had a save percentage of 952. So overall, I'm just proud of Scott Wedgwood. Like I said, answered the call of duty, and he really did well for us when we really needed him. And that's what you need. You just need that spark plug. You need that energizer. You need that player to come off the bench and just say, hey, I'm ready to go. Uh, uh, you put me in. You can trust me. So overall, I'm just proud of Scott Wedgwood. He really did well against the Pittsburgh Penguins because this is another time this year that Scott Wedgwood has had to face a top-tier team and did relatively well. You know, he got a shutout against the Islanders. He got a shutout against the Bruins. And now here come the Penguins, a team that we have not played this year. So, you know, he doesn't really know what to expect. And he did really well. So he really uh, gave us a chance. And New Jersey, we need to talk about their offense in a second. But first, it's time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from betonline.ag, the best betting online website in the entire market. March Madness is about to begin, baby! College basketball and the NHL are in full swing. We already have some big matchups on schedule, on tabs, so BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Surprise, surprise. I'm not surprised because BetOnline is that awesome. So, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Talent talks about one or more teams. NHL Games of the Week, NBA Players of the Week, whatever comes to mind, they got it. So anything sports, they got you covered, all right? So also visit our good friends at Locked On Bets so that way you can get your predictions up and early so that way you can place your bets and you have no excuse to say, oh, I didn't know what games were going to happen or this that a third also visit at bet online underscore ag and they also have you covered as well so bet online your online sportsbooks experts get with it and get in the action everybody now the second live read comes from built bar and remember they are doing something special for their march madness as well okay everybody we've heard of march madness for basketball but have you heard of march madness for built bar so we have been telling you about built bar the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Bill Bar is an amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all the bars. Now it is time to find out which Bill Bar is the best. It is Built Bar March Madness. So come on, head over to Built Bar's website and vote for your favorite flavor of Built Bar, and hopefully they advance in the bracket, similar to how college basketball March Madness works. So vote as many times as you possibly can, and hopefully your flavor advances. Personally, I'm a huge fan of chocolate and caramel, and I also love brownies because I'm always cooking brownies with my mother. So those are two of my favorite flavors, but hopefully uh, your favorite personal flavor can advance to the next round as well. So remember to use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. I repeat, at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Man, I love
love Bilt Bar so much. Okay, back to the show. So obviously, we need to talk more about the New Jersey Devils offense because it was firing on all cylinders. So Jack Hughes had a goal and assist for the Devils this game. And we have won two straight after losing four in a row. So here's the thing, guys. Uh, yes, we lost four in a row, but one of those losses uh, came at the hands of the Islanders. Remember, that game went into a shootout, and unfortunately, we came out on the short end of the stick due to P.K. Subban's game-winning goal being waved off due to Brock being called offside. So that was really hard to see. But at the same time, we fought hard, and we did have a chance to win that game, but unfortunately... You know, we just messed up at the wrong possible time. So we had some momentum going our way, and that was just a tough pill to swallow. But then the very next game, we uh, played against the Sabres. We came out the win, and then, you know, Kruger obviously got fired. And then uh, I was just like, okay, looks like we have some momentum going our way, but let's not get our hopes, you know, so high because we know what happens when we have high hopes for the New Jersey Devils. They tend to disappoint us, but then they get the win uh, against the Penguins coming out victorious by a score of 3-2. to two. And like I said, there's just been a lot of great things going right for the New Jersey Devils. Now, it did almost slip away from us, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, we were able to hold off the Penguins in that final period of regulation. So, just a lot of things went our way. So, now, interesting fact about the Pittsburgh Penguins, they have now lost two straight following a six-game win streak. And Pittsburgh took a season-high 42 shots on goal. And Wedgwood, yes, he let two go by. But at the same time, he just said no, no, and no. He, he held them in check for the most part. So, you know, I'm just proud of Wedgwood for doing so. But wait a minute. One of those goals came off the power play for the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, you know, at the same time... I don't really want to blame Wedgwood for letting up that goal. Like, you know, guys, if you listen to the show, you know I'm not really the biggest fan of blaming goalies for, you know, allowing power play goals because at the same time, it's not the fault of the goaltender that, you know, their team is not at full strength. So overall, you know, one of those goals came off the power play and uh, the penalty kill for the New Jersey Devils is terrible. It, it's getting better, but I, I'll say this. I'll give credit when credit is due. Like the last few games, it has gotten better, but at the same time, we're nowhere near as we're, what we were last season. But obviously, you know, we're missing a, a lot of key guys, including, you know, Coleman and Hall. And just overall, we don't really have uh, the penalty killing uh, unit that we had last season that had us in the top 10 in the NHL. So overall, it's getting better, and I think they're learning to be a little more adaptable. But, you know, at the same time, uh, you know, that's how Pittsburgh got one of their goals. But, you know, it, it's just uh, there's three guarantees in life. The New Jersey Devils will let up a power play goal and death and taxes. Those are the three guarantees in life. Death, taxes, and the Devils letting up a power play goal. I repeat. So, you know, overall, um, you know, n not not really much to blame on Scott Wedgwood for that one. But anyway, let's focus more on the positive aspects. So Hughes gave the Devils a one nothing lead on a snapshot from along the goal line at the left post at the 10:02 mark of the first period. So Jack Hughes is always the energizer for this team. He really gets us going, and he's really stepped up his game because. I talked about this for the hockey writers. I said that Jack Hughes has really stepped up his game in recent, um, you know, recently this year because even if he's not doing anything, at the same time, you know, he's, you know, trying to create open lane opportunities for his teammates. He's trying to pass the puck. He's trying to be a great teammate, even if he can't get his goals off. So overall, Jack Hughes, uh, if it doesn't show up in the score sheet, 
Uh, there's still a lot of great aspects to love about him. So Jack Hughes just getting off to us off to the great start is what this New Jersey Devils team needs. So P.K. Subban scored on a power play goal on a slap shot from the point to make it a 2-0 game at the 8.42 mark of the second period. So we talk about power play goals for power play goal for the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the New Jersey Devils were able to, you know, do a tick-for-tack kind of thing. Well, you know, obviously uh, the Devils scored three unanswered goals, but at the same time, I'm just saying, like, you know, uh, okay, so Devils got a power play goal, but I guess it's just second nature for them to let up a power play goal. But anyway, uh, you know, P.K. Subban was able to just, you know, finally get a goal not to be waved off because uh, it's been twice this year that he's had a goal go into the twine, but it just get waves off due to offsides. Uh, first time was against the Rangers where he was offsides, and then the second time came a couple days ago where uh, Brat was offsides. So overall, I'm sure P.K. Subban was you know glad to see that uh, he was able to get a goal. And I talked about this a few months ago when I said that P.K. Subban is due for a better year. Yes, he's not the same player that he once was. And, you know, we can all admit that. But at the same time, I think he is doing better than, you know, what people anticipate. So in 27 games played, he has three goals and 11 assists for a grand total of 14 points. Remember, guys, I said that P.K. Subban, even though it didn't show up in the score sheet last season, he was creating opportunities for his teammates. So last year, he had 11 assists. This year, he has 11 assists. And he's played in 27 games, and obviously we have 56 games total this year. So, P.K. Subban has improved, and I'm really proud of him for doing so. His goals are still down, but obviously, you know, he could have five goals if two of them weren't waved off for, you know, barely being offsides. But, you know, that's a discussion for another time. So, P.K. Subban is actually putting up respectable numbers for a defensive man. Obviously, I would like for him to play better defense, but Overall, P.K. Subban is just, you know, I think he's silently starting to get a little better. And at the same time, you know, let's not get used to this. Uh, this could be P.K. Subban's final year playing at the Prudential Center. But overall, uh, P.K. Subban just getting that power play goal and just finally helping out our specialty teams says a lot. Because I said this a few months ago. If P.K. Subban wants to have a successful year, he needs to do better on the power play. And he needs to continue to just create passing lanes and opportunities for his teammates, because I said this, didn't show up in the score sheet, but he was able to, you know, get rebounds and just, you know, create second opportunities for his teammates and just, you know, pass the puck really well. And it's starting to show more this season. So uh, if you hadn't checked out that episode, I believe I posted it just a few days before the start of the season saying, is PK Subban due for a comeback? So, you know, give that a listen. And then Zajac, I said him. Uh, in the last episode, I said Zajac was hot the last few games in terms of assists, but it was so nice that he was able to get his first goal in 17 games on a deflection from the slot to increase the lead to 3 to nothing. So, overall for the New Jersey Devils, uh, Zajac, you know, I talked about how it's been sort of a down year for him this year because I think he knows this is his final uh, year playing for the New Jersey Devils, but overall, his assist numbers have been great the past five games, but uh, it's nice to see that he's finally starting to just say, you know what, uh, it's time for me to get a goal because it's been a while. And Zajac, we love you, even if you are having a little bit of a down year. But he's starting to get a little bit better. But overall, uh, you know, I think Zajac is, um, you know, really helping this Devils team in more ways than one. Because I mentioned in the last episode, he had six points and six assists in his last five games, which was 
uh, leading the Devils in that respective category those last five games. So Zajac, you know, just something to be proud of. And then obviously uh, I talked enough about Wedgwood. So overall for the New Jersey Devils, they should be very proud, um, you know, with what they were able to do against one of the top teams out east, one of the teams that, you know, are competing, um, you know, for a, a playoff spot. So overall, yeah, they had a few slip-ups because, you know, they uh, let a tip in from the slot on the power play uh, for the Penguins go by to make it three to one, and then obviously it was three to two with five seconds left in the third period, and that kind of gave everyone a little bit of a scare. But overall, it was nothing to you know be concerned. I was just like, okay, okay, they love a goal, five seconds left. Unless uh, you know, Lady Luck truly does have a hatred for the New Jersey Devils, like she, they must have did something to her, and uh, she must have never forgave them. I said, there's no way the Devils are gonna let the Penguins tie this with five seconds left. That would have to be a miraculous play, but obviously didn't happen. Able to get to three to two victory. So overall, I'm really proud of the New Jersey Devils. Yes, their uh, their offense uh, was great and their defense, you know, slipped up at times. But overall, uh, I think it was a great effort. But you know what doesn't let you down? RockAuto.com. And I think it's time for the third live read this morning. And it comes from them. And it involves chain stores. Chain stores have a different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Do you want to know the best part? RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto part consumers online for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, (laughs) I know, I, I already said best of all, but this is even better prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and at the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers why spend up to twice as much for the same parts go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com so before we compare stats and Overall, I give them the final letter grade for this game, which, by the way, is not going to be what you expect. So, overall, uh, I want to talk about a couple of injuries for the New Jersey Devils. So, Bastion uh, sustained an undisclosed injury uh, going into the second period. Unfortunately, uh, there's no update, so I'll let you guys know, possibly in the next episode, if something gets released overnight by Amanda Stein or Corey from The Athletic, whatever the case might be, but Overall, I got nothing on the Bastion injury. I'm, I'm sorry. I wish I could provide you some more information. And also, this was potentially a dangerous play. So, Quokinen got checked into the boards really hard with his back turned. So, overall, I'm, I'm just wondering, why is there no penalty kill? The NHL really has to do something about that because that has to be a, a boarding call, a roughing call, cross check, whatever the case might be. That has to be called. That's unnecessary contact because he has his back turned and the player used his stick and just pushed on Quokinen like that. That's dangerous. So overall, I, I would just like, um, you know, 
uh, better the better effort uh, from the referees to call something like that because your job is to protect the players uh, from injury like that. And uh, it didn't seem like you cared about them in that case. So uh, I saw a tweet go out on Twitter saying, had that been Sidney Crosby that got hit, the Devils player would already be arrested and booked in the local county jail. Just embarrassing. So, uh, you know, Kulkanen was hit from behind by Brian Dumoulin. So, obviously, um, you know, I, I don't know why there was no call. I really don't. That That's just... Uh, frustrating to see honestly that that that, that's unnecessary and getting hit from the back was just that that's a total chicken towered move i'm i'm not gonna cuss but overall um you know that there there has to be better calls like that 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 that's unnecessary and i'm glad that quokin is all right but overall you know that there has to be a penalty for that like like I said, the, the reason I found that tweet so funny is because it's so true. If one of the Devils players did that to Sidney Crosby, that player would be ejected. Like, we have to keep, uh, you know, players like Quokinen and, you know, when incidents happen like that to the same standard because I know Quokinen is no Sidney Crosby, and even though Quokinen is having a pretty good rookie year, obviously, like I just said, no Sidney Crosby, but at the same time, he should, you know, not be given a different treatment. And it doesn't just go for Quokinen, it goes for a lot of other people. So for the casual fan, if you're wondering what I mean by that, it's like in basketball where, you know, uh, maybe a superstar gets the foul call but um, the 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 rookie does not. The rookie or the decent player doesn't get that call. So it's really frustrating to see. Or in the MLB where, you know, a seasoned veteran, respected player will get, um, you know, if it's a close pitch and uh, the, the, the umpire will call a ball for the star player. But for a, you know, just a ninth hitting player, they're going to say that's a strike. And, you know, it's really frustrating to see that, in all of sports, it, it just seems like we hold star players to a different accountability than, uh, you know, maybe, you know, regular players. And what I mean by that is just like overall just being fair in terms of calling what should be called. And, you know, I, I'm not saying like, you know, we, we need to give uh, these uh, decent players the same star treatment in terms of popularity and, you know, overall endorsements. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, in terms of their safety and in terms of just equality for the game, you got to treat everyone the same. I know uh, referees, umpires, whatever the case might be, I know they're human and they they miss, uh, you know, a, a close call here and there. But that was as clear as day. Like, seriously, you can hear the sound and the impact from where I am, and I'm watching it on TV. I mean, seriously, that... That, that's my final uh, critique on it, and that's all I'm going to say on it. But overall, let's look at the uh, final stats of this game between the Penguins and the New Jersey Devils. So shots on goal, 42 for the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's a season high for them, but the fact that they weren't able to get the win, you know, really says something, so no one's going to really be talking about that. Shots on goal was 35 for the New Jersey Devils. Faceoff percentage goes to the Pittsburgh Penguins at 53%, 47% for the Devils. Power plays, both teams were able to capitalize on one power play opportunities. The Devils were one for one, and the Penguins were one for two. Uh, Hits, 27 to the Penguins, uh, 19 to the Devils. Blocks, 19 to the Penguins and 11 to the Devils. And giveaways, 11 to the Penguins and 12 to the New Jersey Devils. So, overall, I think this game for the New Jersey Devils, I'm going to give them a B. 
I wanted to give them a B plus, but the reason I can't give them a B plus or even an A is just because, yes, we got the win. Yes, we're on a little bit of a roll right now, you know, the last three or so games. And yes, um, you know, we played really well against one of the top contending teams in the East. But here's the thing. We still let up 42 shots on goal. And that's a season high for the Penguins, and they're at the top of the East. So the fact that, you know, we already gave them a new achievement, uh, luckily they didn't win, but the fact that, you know, they had that many shots on goal, luckily Wedgwood played, uh, you know, excellent uh, defense. And like I said, usually for the New Jersey Devils, the goaltender is our best defender. But overall, that can't happen. So uh, I've seen that one too many times. It was the same situation in the Boston Bruins game. And yes, we still let up a power play goal. I'm not satisfied with that, but... You know, I'm not going to hold that accountable for the New Jersey Devils because they have actually been doing well in the penalty kill as of recent. So overall, it's going to be a B for them just because there was just too many shots. It, the game was close to perfect. but And also, here's another thing. We scored three unanswered goals, but we almost let it slip by in period number three. So we let up a power play goal. And then, uh, you know, we let them score within the final five or so seconds. And I just feel like we shouldn't do that. That should never happen. It's the final... If it's the final 30 seconds, I guess it's a little different. But final five seconds, you know, you're playing with fire. Like, seriously, like, I I, I don't know what else the Devils uh, could have done. And honestly, I, I just wish that we could have gotten the empty netter. But some things aren't just meant to be. But overall, yeah, uh, a B for the New Jersey Devils. And I think that's really well. But let me know what you guys think in my Twitter. So hit me up. And also... Uh, keep an ear out for locker room. I will do uh, all the locker rooms after the game for the Penguins. So hit me up on that. And also just download the app. And once I go live, you will get the notification. So, yeah, that's about all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Uh, continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Go Devils and let's get more wins. Hopefully. Don't want to jinx anything.